<laughs> we started this episode mid conversation. We did. So we did. Pardon our our awkwardness. Yes. I mean, we are so, awkward anyway, a little bit. So queen, queen, right here. Yeah, right here. Right. Well, how have you been? What have you done today? Oh, you know, I just worked all day. That's about it. What did you do today? Sounds terrible. I wrapped mm-hmm. Christmas gifts. Um, and that's, well, did finish up some Christmas shopping and was feeling festive. So I was like, Oh, all red it is. All red it is. I love it. I have a Under Armour uh, pullover on, so (laughs) yes, definitely not festive, but you know, (laughs) it's fine. All right. Um, so I made some notes for shooting the shit. Yeah. But the first thing is, is I saw on our Instagram, you were yeah. having conversations with another podcast. Yes. I didn't want to interrupt, so t- spill the spill the tea. Okay, so Horror House Podcast um, is so interesting. He's from the UK, um, super nice guy. He talks about a lot of, like, murders um, you know, and obviously like serial killers in the UK. And so I started listening to, um, his first episode and, you know, he kind of, he reached out to us and just said like, Hey, love your all's podcast. I love the stories. You all are so funny. Um, and he's like, I literally cannot wait to listen to every one of your episodes. And then I started Aww. listening, you know, to his And his first episode is about a girl named Mary Bell. She was 10 years old when she killed her first victim. 10 years old. Oh, my God. Yeah, and this little girl was crazy. I mean, she she tried to suffocate another child. Just I want everyone to listen to it. But tried to suffocate another child by putting sand down their mouth. Yeah, to like choke them with sand. Yes, yes. So check it out. It's Horror House Pod on Spotify. I'm on Apple Podcasts, but it's super interesting. Super interesting. That's exciting. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I saw you said something about um, that's why we don't have children or to the effect. So I'm guessing it's in relation to shoving sand down other kids' throats. I mean, I think, like, I mean, we've talked about it. Little kids are just creepy in general. And, like, listening to them being actual, like, serial killers is terrifying. So, yeah. Yeah, That is why I don't have kids, and that is why I don't want kids. Yeah, I, I would have to second that. So, we took our dog... Um, to get pictures with Santa and I forget exactly now I'm going to have to look it up. Shit. I'm not prepared for this conversation. Anyways, my response was something along the same lines. I was like, well, this is why I don't have kids. What did they say? They were like, he looks tortured. Oh my God. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, that's why we don't have children. This is hilarious. Highly recommend people. 
Oh, someone said, you should be ashamed for doing that to that sweet baby. He's going to need counseling. And Aww. I said, that's why we don't have kids. <laughs> no kidding. Oh, my God. Seriously. That's hilarious. Highly recommend taking your dog to see Santa. It, I was, like, laughing hysterically the whole time. There was something about it that was so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, thoroughly enjoyed that. Love it. But, so... Um, so, what is your something spiked? I tried my hand again at a margarita. Yes. And I nailed it. Did you? It's not as good as yours. Okay. It is not. I don't think I'm ever going to be at that level. Well, I put love in mine, so. Yeah. And mine's just a lot of, like, self-doubt, mainly. <laughs> that was my main ingredient. You weren't confident in your margarita? No. <laughs> This is not a confident margarita, <laughs> but I did the basics. And I was like, just trust, trust the process. Yes. So just the tequila, the control. Did I say it right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Good. Yep. Uh, lemon and lime. And I did throw in a splash of some cherry lime LaCroix just cause I'm like, Ooh, we'll some add a bubbly. little spritz, yeah. little spritz to it. And yeah. It's delicious. Yeah. Well, I had uh, a bottle of, it's a dark, like, Pinot Rosé. It's, like, super dark in the lighting. But, um, anyway, it's a Pinot Rosé. Just had the rest of it in my fridge. So, nothing fancy here. But it'll get the job done. Okay. I think, um, so before the podcast we, we actually had quite a bit of for our shooting the shit segment, but I want to include Christmas. I'm squeezing in as much Christmas as possible. Yes. So you threw out the idea of worst Christmas present we ever received. Yes. Do you have yours? I have no idea. I can't. Okay. I don't even know. I, I don't even know. I'm <laughs> on the spot. I'm yes. not prepared. So, <laughs> no, next. Okay, next. Well, I guess we will move right into the <laughs> podcast. to be fair i didn't i've never been gifted anything i was just like wtf but right i've asked for weird things as a kid okay um and so that was going to be my thing so it's it's all good we can we can just fly fly past this and we've got some christmas content coming out for you guys anyway so we'll just give it some time yeah we'll give it some time and we'll come back with that (laughs) Yes. So Alexa did her homework. I know. I definitely did. (laughs) Definitely got an F on that one. (laughs) Did not understand the assignment. No, did not. So what is the drinking word? Okay. I actually, this is the first time. This is episode 10 and it's the first time I've prepared. Okay. Our drinking word is. Yes. Church. Oh my God. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. Church. So God, we're going to be drunk in like 10 minutes, but Hey, that that's okay. So, um, anyway, uh, all right. So before we even get started, our videos and podcasts are for entertainment purposes. All information discussed was found on the internet. 
just making sure before we get too deep in this that there's no red. Yeah, she's okay. checking uh, her teeth and the camera for those that yeah. don't watch. Um, but uh, <laughs> keep in mind, we will talk all things sinister that may not be suitable for all audiences, viewer and listener. Discretion is advised. Um, we are talking about Warren Jeffs. So... That is the story today. I want to say like extra trigger warning with children and with animals and, you know, just kind of him in general. He was a piece of shit. Um, uh, Still is, not was, because he's still alive. But that is who we are talking about today. Trigger if you're a Mormon. Yeah, but I, I feel like the Mormon church. Church. Mhm. Mhm. I feel like the Mormon church though they completely separate themselves from yeah. the fundamentalists and we're going to talk a lot about that. Um so yeah, it, it's just it's so crazy. It's such a crazy story and we've done so many serial killers figured like why not kind of break it up and yeah. talk about Warren Jeffs, a cult leader and hell, we're in the holiday spirit, might as well Talk about a church. Yay! And drink number two. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So, Warren Jeffs was born December 3rd, 1955 in Sacramento, California to parents Rulon Jeffs and Marilyn Steed. Uh, Warren was... Ultimately, um, a president and prophet of the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, also known as FLDS. So, uh, we got to drink. Oh, shit. Um, he is a convicted rapist and a convicted pedophile. He's serving life in prison currently. Um, and it's rumored that he raped over 400 plus people. And I want to say people because it's not just women. Mm. So, and we're going to talk a lot about, you know, that too. Um, he was a Sagittarius, obviously we are in the season. Uh, but, but before I get into that, I want to talk a little bit about his dad. Uh, Rulon was the president of FLDS. Um, and so Warren was born into the church, unfortunately. During quick question. Okay, so fundamentalist church of Latter day Saints. When and when was this guy born again? What year? Nineteen fifty five. Fundamentalist yeah, because... of Jesus Christ of the Latter day Saints. Because the actual Mormon, Mormonism wasn't established until the 80s, right? No, no, no. In the 1800s. And we're going to talk about that. We're, I'm giving oh, okay, you a gotcha. full-on history lesson today, okay. friends. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. Okay. Um, so, uh, Warren was born, you know, into FLDS. And Rulon, his dad, rumored to have 50-plus wives at his death. So, when he died, he was married to... 50 plus women. Uh, Warren obviously followed in his dad's footsteps. So uh, by having 87 wives whenever he was arrested. 
Mm. I know. So gross. Um, so, you know, we've talked a lot about the Sagittarius season, um, but I want to talk about two key pieces of being a Sagittarius with Warren Jeffs. Number one, inconsistent, and number two, overconfident. So when I talk mm -hmm. about inconsistent, these and overconfident, um, these are kind of like faults in Sagittarius's. Um, when we talk about inconsistencies, they are known to get bored easily. And we've talked about that, you know, with Ted right. Bundy and with Ed Kemper. <laughs> um, but Z News India says, chances are if you know a Sagittarius, you've often seen them change jobs or even get bored with their romantic partners. Well, and if you have 87 wives, right. I would say you fit right in. So, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> fitting with Warren Jeffs. So, um, wow. also it says, you know, a Sagittarius also has, so this is the overconfident piece, um, Sagittarius also has a hard time admitting that they are wrong. They will go to any extreme to defend their actions and believe that they are always right. So Interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting because Warren Jeffs, I mean, still to this day, he says he's innocent and constantly quoting the Book of Mormonism, thinking that he's still some prophet and, you know, whatever the situation is. And so it fits him to a T. Yikes. Yeah. So um, Jeffs, I'm going to refer to Warren as Jeffs, you know, throughout the episode. Um, he was Rulon's 14th child and he was actually born prematurely two months premature so if you think about this in the 50s that was very risky like they don't have yeah. the technology that they do today you know for premature babies so honestly it was a miracle that he stayed alive and um to the to the church and to the book of mormonism um, it says that this is like a gift of god and essentially that they should be praised if they're born premature and actually live. So um thought that was kind of weird and interesting to think about. Hmm. Especially with him specifically, but... <laughs> yeah, okay. maybe that's what was wrong with him. Uh, Jeff's had over 80 siblings. So I'm not even going to name like any of them, but one that we'll talk about later. Um yeah, over 80 siblings. Because oh my if you think God. about it, his dad had over 50 wives. 50 wives. Yikes. Yeah. I don't even know if I know 80 people. Right? Let alone, I mean, that's insane. Like, that's I more can't even. I had in my graduating class. Right. I can't even list like 80 people. No. Yeah. Wow. Um, his childhood really isn't talked about much just because. Number one, he didn't really open up about it. He doesn't talk to reporters or journalists mm. or anything. He only talks to the church. So keep that in mind. We don't really know much about... Damn. Oh, yeah. Keep that in mind. Like, we don't know much about his childhood, um, except whenever he was 17 years old, his dad made him the principal of the Alta Academy, which is the FLDS school. So 17 mm. years old, he is a principal of the school. And this was in 1972. <laughs> oh, like, yikes. He's a child. 
child. This is, again, also prime time for serial killers and rapists. Oh, my God. And the 70s? Yeah. Shit. And in California. And in California. I know. All red flags. All All red red flags. flags. Abort. (laughs) Get out while you can, kid. Right. Right. So, um, at this time, he was managing the curriculum that was taught, you know, at the school. And he was also managing parts of the church. Hmm. Picked a good one. So, um, I want to talk about the differences between FLDS and LDS because it's huge. Okay. So, many differences. Examples. Um, the FLDS church... And FLDS. Fundamental, fundamentalist. Fundament- I'm drunk already. <laughs> yes. Fundamentalist of Jesus Christ, the Latter-day Saints. And then the other one is just... Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Latter-day Saints. Yes. Okay. So Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. <laughs> the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah. Drink again. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> Girl, you should have brought the bottle. Girl, I know. Um, <laughs> God damn, God damn. <laughs> I just scared my dog. I bet, I bet. <laughs> Rogan's like, <"Ooh." laughs> it's like, not that again. <laughs> uh, okay, so the FLDS is known for being polygamist, rapist, uh, racist, sexist, abusive, and violent. So... Literally wow. terrible fucking people. They they yeah. seriously are. And if there are prior FLDS, I want to say victims, I'm so glad you left the church because this is a terrible, terrible cult. And again, drink. Yeah. Mm. Wow. So LDS, again, the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints, and I'll drink here in a second. I'm gonna say it quite a bit. Oh. But LDS, the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints, or known as the Mormon Church, was founded by Joseph Smith in 1830. Um, the prophets of the Mormon Church included not only himself, but Brigham Young and John Taylor. Okay, I need to drink twice. Oh, God. I don't even hear it coming. Joseph Smith uh, stated that he saw Jesus Christ and God as he went into the woods one day to pray. He says, and he quoted, I saw a pillar of light exactly over my head, um, above the brightness of the sun, which descended gradually until it fell upon me. He states he saw two people, Jesus and God, uh, one who spoke Joseph's name, uh, so one who spoke his name and pointed at the other and said, this is my beloved son, hear him. And that's how the church was founded. The church members say this is the first vision of the church from God. Hmm. Drink. That's interesting. It's very interesting. Um, LDS is known for, although, you know, it's the Church of Mormonism and the story is a little different. um, They are known for being a respected religious organization still today. So, yeah. You know, if you think about it, there are millions of, you know, people that are part of this organization. So, yes. Um, talking more a little more about LDS, uh, Joseph Smith wrote the Book of Mormonism, 
um, which he calls is another testament of the regular Bible or another testament of Jesus Christ. Um, the church, LDS, views Joseph Smith as a prophet, just as they would view Moses or Isaiah, right, as a prophet as well. So I just, just if anyone wants to know why I rolled my eyes. I know. I have a whole, I know Mormons personally, and honestly, any Mormon I've ever met in my whole life, they're fantastic people. Absolutely. Um, I was roommates with one and called, like, just great people. But when you hear how, like, more about Joseph Smith. Right. I know. Oh, I I have some opinions. I do, too. It would take an entire episode. Um, yeah, yeah I highly recommend you watch the Book of Mormon uh, yes. the Broadway musical. It's fantastic. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It'll basically tell you all of my feelings. Right. All of them wrapped into one movie. Yep. Um, so, uh, again, they viewed him as a prophet. The LDS, again, has millions of followers. They have over 14 million followers today still. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's. A large religious organization. Um, polygamy was a known trait in the church um, of the LDS, and I'll drink here in a second. Um, up until 1890, uh, basically what happened was President Woodrow Wilson um, did not agree with polygamy and basically said, like, no, this is not allowed in all 50 states of the United mm. States of America. So um, the church released what's called the Mormon Manifesto which commanded all LDS members to uphold to the anti-polygamy laws of the nation, or as they say, abide by the laws of the land. Um, So it wasn't until, yeah, 1904 um, when the LDS community and church, and I'll catch up on my drinking, issued a second manifesto um, and basically excommunicated anybody that still practiced polygamy. So this was in 1904 when they excommunicated. I thought it was way later than that. No. Mm -mm. I feel like there are still people that practice it. Yeah. So So I'll get to that too. They're just not considered. Okay. I was going to say, I feel like that, man, I didn't realize that was so early on that the church denounced it. Right. Yeah. Also, this just happened. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you're crippled. <laughs> so for those that can't see, she has a crippled nail. <laughs> it's broken. And not just a crippled it's nail, like, like jagged. My real nail could like bend back. <laughs> you need literally... to put a band-aid on that so it doesn't break anymore. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, we're good. All right. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> this just happened. <laughs> Anyways, oh my gosh. All right. So, um, FLDS was founded. So, we just talked about 1904. Um, FLDS was founded in 1929 um, in Colorado City. Colorado City is a little town in the Mojave County in Arizona. Mm-hmm. It's right on the Arizona-Utah border. Um, and it's priorly known as Short Creek. Um, you'll hear uh, other Mormon stories, which... You know, I'm not going to talk a lot about all the Mormon stories, but you'll hear a lot of the founding Mormon stories reference Short Creek, and that's Colorado City today. Okay. 
Hmm. Um, so this area became a gathering area for the polygamists that were still wanting to be part of the LDS church, but they were excommunicated. Drink. I'm surprised that they could do that because of the freedom of religion. Yeah, but polygamy isn't recognized in all 50 states. So legally, you cannot marry more than one person. Hmm. Legally. And we'll talk a little about that, too. Yeah. So John Barlow began leading a group of former LDS members in 1935, and they initially called their organization the Council of Friends. Um, Yeah, so... (laughs) It's crazy because at this time there were five leaders of the church and they all say that they had visions from God that polygamy was the right path for the church. Drink. (laughs) Visions from God. Yeah, no, you had a fucking dream, a wet dream. And yeah, I was just going to say, that's exactly a, a what it was. a wet dream of having multiple <laughs> fucking wives and that was your vision from God. Like, and they're like, off. you know what? God told me. God told me it's okay. Anyway, so <laughs> what's funny is I don't, do you watch any of like the Real Housewives? <laughs> no. Okay, so Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, one of the women's names is Lisa Barlow, and mm-hmm. she is part of the Mormon church. And Just that say, was her. Utah. Utah yes. is. Just all that's the capital, Salt Lake City. Yeah. So, but John Barlow is her grandfather. But John Barlow, yeah, but he like great grandfather or grandfather or something like that. But he started the FLDS. But she's part of the LDS Church, which is kind of weird to think about. But anyway, over my head. Um. Again, since the U.S. government didn't recognize polygamy, all marriages. Polygamy marriages were spiritual marriages in the presence of God. So, although, you know, Warren Jeffs had Mm -hmm. 87 wives or his dad had 50 plus wives, none of them were legal. None of them were on paper. These people didn't change, you know, their last names or sometimes they did, but it wasn't like a legal marriage. Like they didn't go to the courthouse. There was no documentation. (laughs) It was just all considered a spiritual marriage. Marriage, yeah, I guess it in was front of just the, recognized by, by God, the organization, right? Our God, yeah, as they say, by God. So, that's a little backstory on the church for those of you you know that don't know the difference, but uh, they are crazy different, crazy different, yeah. Which I guess I've never heard of the fundamentalist aspect of it, yeah, and that's the crazy one. So, the LDS. <laughs> Talking a little bit more about that, um, the LDS church, and I'll drink, but the LDS church, they initially, and the Book of Mormonism, wouldn't allow blacks or Hispanics or other races in the church. Hmm. They shunned people that were gay or trans or, you know, they didn't like any of that. So, you know, initially, and whenever the founders of the church wrote the Book of Mormon, like, None of that was allowed. Now, they allow that. So the LDS, the Mormon church, they allow that. The FLDS does not. Hence why 
they are racist, they are sexist, they are abusive, they are violent. So it's literally night and day different. So in the early 1990s, uh, Rulon, which was Warren's dad, suffered a stroke. Um, and he was still like, he was still okay, right? But he had trouble like getting around and stuff. And so he told his son, Warren, he said, I want you to become the spokesperson for FLDS. I'm still going to be the president. I'm still the prophet, but I want you to speak for me. Okay. So interesting. Yeah. So, you know, Warren was like 40, 45 at the time when this happened. Fast forward 12 years and 2002, his father passed away. Um, he had been sick ever since, you know, suffering from the stroke and wanted his son to take over the responsibilities as the true prophet of the church. So he basically said, you're the new prophet. Correct. Yeah. Even though I don't really think that's how it works, but. Right. And if we, I mean, people can dive into all the history on like the Mormonism and all that, but mm -hmm. the book of Mormonism, it says one man is to lead the church. And yeah. so when the FLDS church was founded, there were five people leading, but then they're like, whoa, wait a second. We are going against the book of Mormonism. We need one person to lead the church and it will always be one man until that man dies. And then the church will appoint somebody else. But because okay. Warren had the close relationship with his father, instead of like appointing somebody else, he just kind of took the position. It wasn't communicated. People say from what I've read that they didn't want him to be the prophet of the church, but it just kind of happened. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of similar, I guess, to like Catholicism in that kind of there's one leader when he dies, a new one's elected. Right. Whatever. Right. We just don't call them prophets because right. they're definitely voted in. But yeah, hmm, I know weird. it's it's crazy. So, you know, he took over the duties as the prophet and he said upon taking over and this is quoted, I won't say much, but I will say this. Hands off of my father's wives. <laughs> he addressed the church <laughs> that way and said, hands off of my father's wives. Like, what in the world? Um, Out of everything that you can say, he then said, and. Yeah, I mean, oh. He then said, whenever he addressed his father's widows, Quoted, you women will live as if father is still alive and in the next room. Oh, shit. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> he, right. So he ended up marrying um, all of his father's wives except two of them, one of which refused to marry Jeff's. Um, and the other woman fled the compound. So probably the same reason she just refused to marry him. Okay, whoa, 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 the wives got passed on? Yeah. When his dad died, he married all of them, except two. All of them. Okay, got it. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> so dad and Warren, they had a motto for girls, and they would constantly say, keep sweet, which I find very fucking creepy. Like, very handmaid's tale. It's very... 
uh, like keep sweet. Yeah, like you are clearly a pedophile. Yeah, clearly. Um. So in 2002, you know, Dad died. He takes over and he marries all of his wives. And at this time, he wants to build a new compound, and that's what they called their area where not only the church was at, but where everyone lived. Um, they built this new compound in El Dorado, Texas, called the Yearning for Zion Ranch. Wow, this sounds very Scientology. I know, right? Honestly, like Scientology and Mormonism, uh, maybe not Mormonism, really similar. But FLDS, very yeah. similar, very similar. It's it's right. weird. It's so weird because they follow that one person. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so Warren was, you know, he was a prophet. He was basically the boss. He said what everyone does and what they don't do. And he was solely responsible for marrying everybody in the church and reassigning wives and children and homes to other men. So let's say a husband and a wife had kids Right, they're married. Mm-hmm. They have kids. He would just legally married. Like no, 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 through the marriage. through the church. Okay, okay. so okay. they were married. They had kids, and Warren one day decides to say these kids need to be with this family, and this husband needs to be with this wife, and this wife needs to be with that husband, and those kids are going to be her kids now. Uh, constantly rearranging. Yikes. Shit in the church, which is just crazy. I, I'm not kidding. This, do you have you watched Handmaid's Tale? I've seen a couple of episodes, and yeah, it's very, very similar. Very Handmaid's Tale. I know. So hmm. he controlled, like I said, literally every aspect of what these people did from what they wore to what they ate to what the kids played with. To how the women did their hair. Um, There was no television. There was no internet. No access to the outside world at all. Wow. What they did in the compound is all they knew. There's a story of which a woman member um, of the church was punished and taken to a motel to be raped. Or taught a lesson, as he would call a teaching by God. She was then forced to watch television for days in this motel room. And in her mind, she's literally thinking that she is watching the devil and going to go to hell for watching what she's watching on TV. Although she's being raped, which is like the worst case scenario she is right. thinking in her mind, watching this television is going to send me to hell. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the abuse and uh, against these women and children started at a young age with Jeff's, apparently. Um, it's stated, and it's not factual but it stated that the abuse started whenever he was 17 um as a principal at that school um Mm. apparently he would abuse the other teachers um or have them perform like sexual acts on him as well as children at that (sighs) time so he was 17 
still a child when he was doing these things. Wow. I know. Again, <laughs> one, children shouldn't be in any sort of, um, uh, what, are, what are the words? Any sort of, um, role that puts them in charge. Right. Right. Especially something like that. Like that's, right. that's huge. You're right. Like the, these children are developing and so are you. Right. So exactly. Like, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we are still in 2002. Um, the abuse is now like widespread and known as kind of like a way of life uh, in the church. Perfect. Perfect opportunity to have a drink. That was a strong drink. I don't know what got me in that one. It was all tequila, I guess. Yeah. Um, so Jeff's at this time had 78 wives and some of them were as young as 12 years old. Oh, that's upsetting. So sad. Uh, And you know what? I'm sorry, but shame on everyone, uh, uh, any adult in this situation. Oh, absolutely. I mean, because that's just disgusting. Even if they're like born into this, they should know like instincts should kick in and they should know that this is wrong. Yeah. Like this is not okay. I know. Terrible. Rachel Jeffs uh, was one of Warren's daughters, um, and one day she found her dad's journal, you know, as a nosy kid, um, and she saw that he had wrote this. It's quoted, the Lord wants me to take these wives at a young age to teach and train them and guide them through boy troubles. I will just be their boy trouble. Wow. Right. Piece of, piece of shit. Piece of shit. So that tells you right fucking there. He knew. That he knows. He knew exactly what he was doing at every fucking minute. It's just so sickening. It's so sickening. Like, like not even to blame it <laughs> on like multiple personality disorder or literally anything. He no, knew. Is... He knew. He's a fucking monster he knows it's like saying i know you're going to face bad things in life so i'm just going to go ahead and show you what those things are and that's not how it works no uh, i mean sexual assault or abuse is very common but it doesn't mean that everyone's going to encounter it as a child nor so to just Right. To take that upon, he literally just took that upon himself. There's a yep. lie, but to say, to say, you know, I'm gonna just go ahead and, ex- yep. like be that experience for right. them. Right. Mm-mm. It's sick. No. No. I know. So I was listening to this woman. Her name is Brielle Decker. She's an ex FLDS member, um, and she escaped. Um, the church after being married to Warren Jeffs for eight years. Um, she was his 65th wife. Um, her story is kind of, it's crazy. And we'll talk a little bit about her throughout the story, but, um, 
when Jeffs was arrested, Brielle and a lot of the other women were put into solitary confinement, um, which is part of the compound. So when people get in trouble, they go into the solitary confinement. There's minimal food. There's minimal water. Like, no light from the outside world. Oh, wait, by the church? By the church. This is in the <coughs> compound of the church. Yes. Okay. So she was put into solitary confinement by her own brother, by the way. Yes. He nailed the windows <laughs> shut so she could not escape or because he and he did not want her. Basically, what happened was Warren said, if I ever get caught, you have to put my wives in solitary confinement because I don't want them talking to the authorities because it will be the ultimate sin. So, so it wasn't really solid. It wasn't confinement. It was imprison them, trap them. Yep. Um, right. Like capture them. Capture them and put them in a <coughs> confinement space where they cannot escape. They cannot talk to any authorities, even if they wanted to, but most of them didn't want to. And because they yeah. he didn't want them to incriminate him even more because he knew everything that he was doing was wrong. He knew everything that he was doing was yeah. illegal. And he knew that if they got his wives, then it would incriminate him even more. Wow. So how old was this lady specifically when she became a wife? She was 18 whenever she became 18. a wife. So at this okay. time she was 26. Okay. Yep. So she mm. escaped by knocking out the window and climbing out of the window in the middle of the night. She ran barefoot, like, miles down the road to an ex-FLDS member. Um, she then became an advocate for helping other women escape the church, which is crazy. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's sad because... She was born into the FLDS church, like her parents were members of the FLDS church. And so she didn't really know a different way of life. Although right. she says, and I've listened to multiple interviews from her. She says deep down in her bones, she knew the church was wrong. She knew mm. the fundamentals of the church. I know I have like seven to catch up on. Yeah. <laughs> she knew that the fundamentals were wrong. And she knew that Warren Jeffs was an evil, evil man. She saw wow. him. Yeah. She saw him rape children. She saw him abuse children and women in other ways. She saw him, you know, by starving them or whatever. She saw so many bad things that she thought in her mind, why would God tell, tell one man to do this? To hundreds yeah. of thousands of people. Why? Yeah. Which is a popular thing amongst religious cults. <laughs> but on this level, mm -hmm. is it's a whole other ball game. It's a, it's whole, a whole other, other level. Game. Yeah. It's, I mean, <coughs> and that's, it's, it's so sad. It is. She was one of the only wives, though, 
that never consummated their marriage because she absolutely hated him. She hated him to a core. And whenever he would like want to be around her, she would mm-hmm. go and hide throughout oh, the compound. It's like, how did she? But I guess if you have that many subjects, I don't even want to call them wives. Like, yeah. Well, and he's also relocating families. So I'm sure in passing. Right. Yeah. You know, in passing, there's you were saying earlier that it right. was always women. Right. So in, when you're relocating families, I'm sure there were children involved in that. And there right. were husbands or partners involved in that. Right. So I'm sure it's easy to hide. I guess like slip his grasp. Right. But, um, what I keep thinking in my head is, can you imagine the night or whenever it was that she escaped? She pushed through that window. Right. And just took off running. Like, no. can you imagine the fear? No. And, you know, it's crazy because the compound, and you can look up pictures of it, but the compound was severely gated and mm-hmm. guarded by guards with guns. And so... Well, and if there's that many people involved, yeah. I mean, he's got 80 wives. So right. if you can, I mean, if that alone, you can imagine right. there's hundreds of thousands of more people. But... um. The money. There's got to be a shit ton of money. Millions of dollars. Involved in this. Yes. So your security. Yep. The, the, I mean, we're not just talking, I'm sure, I mean, I'm guessing, we're not talking about a shack. Right. Where these women are being held prisoner. I mean, so they I'm had. Sure that it, the the security is insane. It is. It was insane. And so for her and others, and we're going to talk a lot about some of the prior members um, and their stories, but they had to try to sneak past these guards with guns to even think about leaving. And yeah. we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But, you know, back to she was one of the only wives that never consummated their marriage. However, she says that Jeffs would give her teachings from God. And these teachings were messages um, whenever she would sin and a sin could be she could look at him wrong and he would say you've (laughs) sinned against god god is telling me to teach you and to relay this message type of thing Mm. so it's really sickening but these teachings would often be sexual acts on him or other men which is just (laughs) yeah sexual acts on him or other men she said that he would often record them as well. And it, whether it was a video recording or even an audio tape. And she said that there are like hundreds of audio tapes of him teaching wives and children how to please him sexually. And that was his <sighs> message from God. This might be a spoiler, but the, like, does do those things come into play later? They do. Like in court? Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> according, you know, to other past FLDS members, um, like we stated, Jeffs would separate, you know, children's from parents, uh, children from parents. Um, he would groom both children, uh, male and female, how to perform, you know, sexual acts on him and other men of the church. Mm. 
like, man, this, I don't want this to sound like victim blaming at all. But I know. No one was like, hey, this is kind of fucking weird. Right. Well, a lot of people were. Especially like the men. Not, not to be that person. I know. Especially like the men. They're like, really? Like, how do you, how do you fucking get off on that? You know? I, I don't understand it, you know, and what's sad is like, not only was he teaching these children how to perform these sex acts, he was mm-hmm. also marrying like children. He was yeah. marrying, you know, young girls with old men, young men with young girls. And he was also marrying incest. So siblings were being married to each other. Cousins were being married to each other. And we'll talk about, yeah, in the trial where he gets, like, that's why he's in prison. (laughs) It's not only for the rape, but for the marriage of underage children and incest marriages. So did he have a, like, a nationwide following, too? Where, like, worldwide (laughs) following. Worldwide. All across the world. So this we were we're not just talking about like people within reach. We're also no. He's he is pairing these people like worldwide, worldwide, and a lot of these people will come to the compound where either he is at or other compounds across the U.S. Okay. Yep. Wow. Yep. So keep in mind when these girls or boys when these kids were married. In the church, they were legally known to be emancipated from their parents. So Mm -hmm. some of these kids were 12 years old getting married and they were considered adults. They were considered to be able to make their own decisions from then on and have nothing to do with their parents, regardless of what their parents thought. Is technically, I mean... Man, there's so many legal things around that now where it's like those rules are put in place for kids who are abused by their parents so that they can right. have a say so in life. Right. So they can say, hey, I don't want to do this. And this is where that law can be used against you. Right. And that's what sucks. Yeah. It, has, it almost, for it to work one way, it has to go both ways. Right. But that's where, but it's still illegal because these kids aren't technically consenting no and what they think they're consenting to well and they aren't legally being married so we gotta take that into consideration (laughs) there is no legal documentation of any of this so everything that's happening is 100 percent illegal Mm. so So it's so sad um, I want to talk about five prior members and survivors of FLDS. Uh, the first one that I want to talk about, her name is Brenda. Um, her final straw, she was born into the church. Um, her final straw was when she found out that Jeffs was trying to take her children away from her and her husband. Um, she describes how evil the church was and says, if there is a heaven, then give me hell. Because I don't want any part of this. Oh, my God. Yeah. She describes a scene uh, where she saw her neighbors um, bury cats alive up to their necks before running them over with a lawnmower. 
For, uh, for like, sacrificial purposes? Or because what? God told them to. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, her and her husband packed a van with blankets and, like, a couple of items from where they lived, you know, from their house. Uh, packed with blankets and children in the middle of the night. Um, and they were ready to leave the gated compound. And keep in mind, you know, the compound is gated and heavily armed with men, you know, with guns. Um, and these men would not allow these people to leave. If anybody tried to escape the compound, they would instantly be taken into solitary confinement and split from their family. So what would happen is people would be split from their family and the wife could move to South Dakota and the husband could stay in Texas and the kids could go to Nevada or Utah where they would never see or speak to each other ever again if they got mm-hmm. caught for leaving. So... Brenda and her family stated they were ready to run over the guards if that's what it took to leave. So yep. they left, thankfully. Um, mm. Stayed married, were able to take their kids and start a new life. Second story I want to talk about, this is Rebecca number one. She was 19 whenever she escaped uh, FLDS. She was married to Jeffs, Warren Jeffs. Um, he was forcing her to also... Uh, remarry another man um, in the middle of the night she snuck out somehow the guards didn't see her she was barefoot literally just running through the compound um, and she ends up she was on Dr. Phil but she ends up helping um, the authorities arrest 11 men that were part of the church uh, who were pedophiles that she had witnessed them being pedophiles we got wow. a drink Good for her. Damn. Yeah. 19 when she escaped. Wow. Third person I want to talk about, her name is Mary. She was 17 years old whenever she was forced to marry a 50-year-old man. Um, She ended up having five children with this man, and she states that she was raped so many times by her husband um, when she tried to leave the compound due to her kids being taken away from her, her husband locked her into a room and threatened her with what's called blood atonement. Um, this is a founding Mormon concept that's no longer part of the main Mormon church, the LDS church, but still part of the FLDS. Um, blood atonement, uh, can means that you have committed the worst sin and you cannot be forgiven unless you are spilling blood of some sort from your body. So her husband told her that he was going to slit her throat. And so in the middle of the night, she was able to escape. Um, She escaped. She She hired a lawyer and was able to get her children out of the cult. Um, And now she still works with women other women to escape the church because the church is still active. Like there are still fucking people involved. Oh shit. Yeah. Crazy. Right. Rebecca number two. Um, she had a really rough childhood. This is a sad story. Um, a lot of them had rough childhoods because in the church and I'll drink to this in a second. There are two levels. It's kind of like a third world country. You have the elites and you have basically the the others, right? The mm-hmm. other people of the church. The elites are the ones that live 
nice, live lavishly. They have the nice food, the clothes, you know, they participate um, in all the different functions and whatever. And then you have the working class, right? And these are the people that garden, that take care of the animals, that live literally like animals. Um, she said that one winter uh, she lived in a chicken coop and was forced to eat a dead horse to survive. That's all that there was for her to eat, for her and her family to eat. She said when she was 11 years old, her father had 39 kids in total at this time. Um, he ended up going to prison because of one of the raids. Um, so because FLDS was known for polygamy and for basically abuse and, you know, uh, pedophilia and all these items, they were constantly being raided by the government. Mm -hmm. Her her dad ended up going to prison for one, for this. Um, so mom ended up being forced to remarry. Um, her stepdad was an abusive piece of shit at 11 years old still. Uh, stepdad chained her to a bed where he beat and raped her over and over again. He ended up hitting her so hard in the head that part of her eyebrow came off and the hair never grew back. Like, even as an adult, she has half of an eyebrow missing. Oh, my God. Yeah. She said uh, she escaped. This is what she said, in quote. I escaped because I was pushed so far to my edge that I had nothing left to lose. She said at this time, she was also married to an abusive husband. So fast forward to when she was an adult. Um, she was married to an abusive husband who isolated her and her kids and moved them from the compound out to a different compound in Nevada. So she said one night she escaped. She took her children and they fled on foot all the way to California. I, <laughs> this, this just goes so deep. So deep. It's so oh. sad. It's such a sad, like, Oh my story. God. I know. I mean, it, the, the re, it just, Thinking about like the reproduction <clears throat> aspect, people having kids with people and how many kids they're having. Can you imagine I mean, the STDs? Years, decades, decades of abuse. Yeah. Decades of, of, of incest. Right. I mean, how do you even, I mean, I know. Even keep track. You, I, I mean, know. They're not concerned about keeping track, clearly. No. Oh. I know. Yeah. <laughs> So last uh, person I want to talk about, her name is Ruth. She was 15 years old whenever she was forced to marry her sister's husband. Um, his name was Rodney Holm. He was a police officer of the church. Um, he was more than twice her age, so probably mid-30s at the time. Um, the day after getting married, you know, at 15 years old, her and Holm went to a motel where he raped her repeatedly. Um, she said over the next couple of years, the conditions were so terrible by him and other men that she considered suicide multiple times. Um, she became pregnant for a third time. She kept miscarrying, and she thinks it was because of the trauma of the sex, oh, how yeah. brutal it was. Um, but she miscarried for a third time. She ended up contacting some of her family that were ex-FLDS members. Um, and she was able to escape. 
Uh, she then went to the authorities and had Holm, her husband, uh, arrested for having sex with a minor. And he was only sentenced to jail, uh, uh, to one year in jail. One fucking year in jail. What? Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> Unbelievable. Insane. And you know what I bet that comes down to is money. Because oh, for he's sure. The church backed him. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and I, I, I'm really not this person. Right. I mean, I'm kind of this person, but the men have to know what they're doing. As well. Oh, they know. They all because know. Because you never, you never hear the situation where it was a 40 year old woman paired with an 18 year old man. It's right. clearly the opposite. And right. Hey, when you're done with that girl, her sister is available X amount of years yeah. younger younger and available so and and to say you know if any of these men were good they would have said hey this is a wrong bad situation we're not gonna do i'm not gonna wait do this till she's to 18 19 like fucking a or ask her hey is this what you want right if it's not what you want then but that wasn't just- even allowed like, wasn't no. even a thought that could even go through their minds. And, I mean, the adults, not not just, right. you know, the, the leaders, but the adults are, should all be held responsible for these things. So yep, the fact they that should. he was charged with a year. Yep. I mean, that that's insanity. Yep. yep. <laughs> it, it's insane. And a, a lot of... <laughs> You know, the people that perform these acts didn't ever get caught. You know, they didn't yeah. ever, um, again, I, I like get caught. They didn't go to jail. Nothing ever happened to them. Didn't even get a slap on the wrist. <laughs> Literally I mean, nothing. Lack of evidence, I understand, is probably a thing. And but there and there's probably a lot of legal protection considering right. it's a religious right organization. Um, organization, but. Still, still the fact that these teenagers are getting pregnant, like, yeah, like hundreds is what it sounds like. Hundreds. Thousands. So none of this raised a red flag. I know. Is baffling. I know. I know. So, um, you know, you can Google like FLDS survivor stories and there are thousands. Another one you know, like a woman kept getting, basically Warren said, I have this vision from God and you were supposed to have eight children or 12 children or whatever the number was. And so every year she would get pregnant, but because she was pregnant every single year, she had so many health problems and was forced to have a hysterectomy. And because she had a hysterectomy, she was excommunicated from the church because they no longer, they saw that as a sin. And if she did something to her body, like the stories are just outrageous, outrageous. It's so crazy. Sad. Um, his nephew, Jeff's nephew wrote a book called Lost Boy, um, which, which recounts a lot of abuse that his nephew received from Warren Jeff's where Warren Jeff's started raping him anally at the age of five years old and had other men do it to him as well. And so 
you know, it's just, it's, it's just such a sad like situation. So again, you know, it's not just women and girls, it's men as well. Yeah. Wow. And mainly minors is what it sounds like. Oh yeah. Mainly minors. So yeah. Ugh, which is the worst. Yeah. So I want to jump into like Winnie gets caught kind of. So we've talked about like 2002, 2003, 2004. Now fast forward to June, 2005. Um, he was charged and served Well, he wasn't served the warrant, but a warrant was out for his arrest uh, in the Mojave County of Arizona uh, for sexual assault with a minor con and conspiracy uh, to commit sexual assault and allegedly arranging a marriage uh, of a child uh, who were first cousins. So there's and the this incest. is one count. Well, multiple counts, but just okay. one of rape and one of conspiracy and Got one of it. arranging a marriage between children that were incest. Got it. Uh, this is when Jeffs went on the run. Um, so this is in 2005. I want to talk about a, we're going to keep going, but I want to talk about a journal entry in 2005 since we are here in the timeline. Uh, there is a journal entry from 2005 from his, from Warren Jeff's journal. And it says, and I quote, if the world knew what I was doing, they would hang me from the highest tree. <laughs> oh my God. Fuck this guy. I'll right? just say it. <laughs> right. Holy right. shit. <laughs> Gonna make me have a coughing attack here. Wow. And yeah. you know what? I will say this. I will say this. A lot of cult leaders believe what they're teaching. Oh, they, they do. They know. They, I, I feel like cult leaders a lot of times have moments where they're like, I'm manipulating Right. But sometimes it is set, especially when you talk about religious cults, they believe what they're doing. Right. And then they get wrapped up in that and right. then it leads to abuse. This guy, that quote tells this you. This motherfucker. That exactly. quote tells you from yep. day one, yep. the intentions, yep. the intentions yep. that everything was done maliciously. Absolutely. He's an evil fucking piece of shit. Wow. I know. I know. Wow. I know. So, um, April 2006, Utah issued a warrant. So, Arizona just did. Mm -hmm. Utah issues a warrant for felony charges for being an accomplice to raping a teenage girl. Um, in May, fast forward to a month, Jeffs was placed on the FBI uh, top 10 most wanted list, offering a $60,000 reward, which quickly advanced to a $100,000 <coughs> reward. Um, fast forward to the next month in June, Jeffs returned to Colorado City. So in this time, he was kind of like fleeing and going all over the place to different compounds where he wouldn't mm -hmm. get caught. But he went back to Colorado City in Arizona to perform more child marriages. Um I know. Wait, he kept going. Yeah, he didn't give a shit. He didn't give a shit because <laughs> oh he truly oh did not God. think that he did anything wrong. No, he Going knew. Going back to being a fucking Sagittarius, he, he knew. knew what he was doing was he knew. wrong. But he didn't <laughs> think he would that. get caught. But he kept going with it yep. to prove his narrative and everything else. Yep, a fucking narcissist, oh. overconfident. <laughs> 
Oh Piece of shit. my god. Yep. So wow. two months later, August twenty eighth, again two thousand six, around nine p.m. nine p.m. Jeffs was pulled over on Interstate fifteen in Clark County, Nevada, uh, because his brand new fucking Escalade that he had, the license plate wasn't visible, so the cop pulled him over. Um, Jeffs was arrested and taken to jail because he had a warrant out for his arrest. Good. This was the last time he was free, ever. So, Good. August 31, 2006, Jeffs returned, or, or agrees, because he has warrants out in different states, um, where he was arrested in Nevada, he agreed to return to Utah to face two counts of first-degree felony charges of rape. Um, after Utah, Arizona said, well, we want him next. So, uh, he then goes to Arizona to be prosecuted on rape and all the incest charges. Um, keep in mind, Jeff's is still leading the church from jail. I'm sorry. Yeah. And this is right after he was arrested. He's still leading the church from jail. Just FYI today. Like he still is today. But, leading the church as like in means of like writing letters and saying oh, we'll talk hey. a little bit about what happens but yes he is still the prophet he's still yeah the spokes yes oh it's unbelievable yeah what yeah uh, this is like beyond brainwash i know okay, beyond but. brainwash um so next the following year may june july 2007 um, Jeff was indicted. Jeffs was indicted on uh, eight counts of rape, uh, with also with incest with minors. So, rape between minors that are incest and rape against children uh, in Arizona. He appealed this many, many times. And keep in mind, some charges were even dropped because the victims would not testify. Oh, that's so sad. I know. And I have a hard time with that because I understand that that's incredibly hard. Yeah. And they're brainwashed. But, they don't, they're and brainwashed. They're, yeah. Brainwashed. I mean, and, and that's sad, but man, that. Mm. Right. Right. I mean, that's you need to say it, it, it could have helped. It could have. Obviously. But, I mean, we're not in the position of most people. But, right. man, that's sad. Yeah. Overall, it's sad. Um. Oh. Yeah, for sure. So, Jeff's incriminated himself with uh, a lot of the evidence that he just kept. So, he had all of his wives write down every act of sexual assault that happened and every act of abuse in journals. He had hmm. hundreds of pages of, you know, situations that had happened. Um, he also made audio and videotapes of a lot of the assaults against the women and children. Um, and keep in mind, just like Ted Bundy, he served as his own defense attorney. And... Fuck this guy. <laughs> I know. I, I know. love it. <laughs> like... There are people who are smart enough to do that, but I love, I yeah. love when serial killers do it or serial rapists oh, or I whoever, know. because you know right. they're always going to fuck it up. And that's the right. best. Oh, for sure. So, 
Right. They're for never sure. that smart. So uh, a lot of the right, right. A lot of the times uh, throughout the defense, he would also just wouldn't even really like argue his defense. He would open the Book of Mormonism and just start reading. <laughs> Like, from the Book of Mormonism. And the judge would be like, get to the point. Like, what Like, what are you trying to say here? But he would literally yeah. think in his mind what he was doing was from the Word of God, even though he knew what he was doing was wrong. And that kind of goes back to just, I don't know, like, high school, like, knowledge yeah. that... right. I, I mean, I even had the, the Bible, like growing up in, in the Bible belts, the, like it was always told to me, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what your religious beliefs are. The Bible is not a credible source because right it, it's, <laughs> there's so many different other, revisions and there's whatever. so many different revisions. Um, and, and, and it's not technically provable, like none right. of it is technically provable it's all faith-based which is fine but so to think that you can go into court against serious allegations and just evidence and hardcore evidence evidence. and say well i'm gonna read from my quote-unquote bible right like what an idiot i know but i'm glad he did it like for the (laughs) victim's sake i'm glad he went that route but from an intelligent Aspect and like that's where you that's where you did mess up. Right, right. So still in two thousand seven, uh, he tried to fucking hang himself um, in prison. Uh, he was not a good. I know exactly. Like, he was come on. not a good. Right, right. And he it was not a good prisoner. Yeah. No, they don't. They don't. <laughs> um. He wasn't a good prisoner by any means. He would often starve himself as well in prison, uh, where the jails or the prisons would have to send him to the hospital. Um, Some of the places that he was at, they would have to force feed him, um, which is just so fucking dramatic. But anyway. It's dramatic, and I'm surprised they weren't just like, okay, buddy. We're just going to let you. Yeah, just let him. Yeah, let you uh, starve yourself. Just going to let you wither away. Well, I read that they they wanted to, like a lot of the security guards mm-hmm. were like, all right, whatever, fuck this guy. But because the church. Ah! Had so much money, they were worried about the lawsuits behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why, you know, they they're ultimately responsible for <laughs> his care. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yet. Yeah, Jeffrey so in two thousand, but oh, but that's right. another story. I don't know what you believe about that, but yeah, that's a story for a different day. <laughs> that's another episode. That don't could take worry, a whole fucking episode. Well, we'll get into that later. Yeah. We'll get into that next year when we have a lot more followers and we can cover that story. Yeah. When we when we've earned enough money for lawyers and shit. So. but anyway anyway uh so in 2011 jeffs was convicted of two counts of sexual assault 
um, of a child and sentenced to life in prison with the eligibility of parole on July 22nd, 2038. How do you know how old he would be by then? He will be 83. Yeah. 83. I, I mean, know. I get it. By then he'll be 83, but it was 2011 that this happened. Yeah. And he started decades beforehand. Yeah, when he was 17. <coughs> I know. Wow. I know. Wow. I know. I know. So whenever he got sentenced uh, this year, he was also starving himself. But it was to the point where it was, like, excessive, uh, which where it would lead him into, like, critical conditions. So he would be um, taken to the hospital where they would have to put him in a medically induced coma, uh, where they would have to tube feed him because he was severely starving himself where his organs were failing. So... Like, why he did this? He says God told him to do this shit. Yeah, what I the bet. fuck ever. Yeah, yeah I bet God well, told you. I bet God said, you're so innocent. Go ahead and kill yourself so that you can be with right. me and your 100,000 wives and underage women. I bet that's what right. God said. Right. Mm. <laughs> Maybe. Um, it just, it's because of the something spike, but that pisses me off i know so i know i think i think some of the worst people are are and i'm not a highly religious person and i say that with a grain of salt but like i, right. I just have a, a lot of issues with certain religions so oh for sure just manipulation people, the manipulation Ugh. i i had issues with like churches yeah. that that earn nearly billions of dollars and whatever but anyways the point and zero taxes is, yeah right we should start but, a church that's what our podcast should be it's not a podcast it's a church the sinister the sinister church. sanctuary yeah <laughs> oh my god joy let's do I'll, it let's I'll do it i'll take your millions i yeah, will take your you millions all and- the donations <laughs> When I buy a private jet, I will tell you exactly right. how I bought that private jet. But no, I have an issue <laughs> with, um, I hope I don't lose my train of thought here, but with with religions that um, manipulate to a point of being one, like, multi-million dollar industry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, that that use God's name for bad. Because oh, absolutely. It doesn't, absolutely. like, if you actually follow, I mean, it doesn't even have to be God. Like, you can even look at, right. like, Buddhism or, um, what's another, anyways, it doesn't, uh, uh, Judaism. Like, Hinduism like, or whatever. Hinduism. Yeah. It all comes down to, like, peace and love. So when you see right. a religion that abuses children in any aspect and they and do it going in the name of God, that, yeah, or, it, it or they, they abuse money, I'm like, the fact that you do that in the name of God makes you even dirtier than just a normal yeah. religion. For sure. That manipulates sure. people to begin with. So yep. I like I, I extremely I have a very deep hatred for those religions that deeply 
take advantage. There, there are religions that just kind of take advantage of people, but then there are religions oh, for sure destroy people's Deeply. lives in the name of God. Yes. And I'm like, wow. Right. Even right. like pure evil, pure evil. I agree. Um, fast forward to the following year in 2012, uh, Warren Jeffs predicted that the world would end on New Year's Day, so January 1, 2013, and he called for his followers to prepare for the end of the world um, and for a huge change in the church. He also published a book called Jesus Christ's Message to All Nations, and he states that he received messages from God. Uh, in 2012, Jeffs predicted that the world would end on New Year's Day, January 1, 2013, and he called for his followers to prepare for the end of the church. Uh, he also published a book called Jesus Christ Message to All Nations. He states he received messages from God. It says, quoted, let all beware how they treat my servant. Warren Jeffs and my priesthood and my church, for I shall full power to re, uh, recompense to every person who they have chosen. So, uh, you know, in 2012, at this time, at this time, there were still over 10,000 members worldwide in the church, uh, and it's rumored that some <laughs> even committed suicide. Because of this message that he no wrote. way yeah it's not factual again it's rumored but that's when I read oh my god yeah so because he said that the world was going to end uh, some of the businesses closed in Colorado City there were different like grocery stores like a gas station whatever um, associated with the church yes or just like people in no. here. No, with the church, part okay. of the FLDS. Wow. Um, Jeff's communicated, you know, that the world was going to end. He said, pack a backpack. The backpack has to be either gray or, bl or blue in color. Fill it with your essentials, a.k.a. money. Mm -hmm. um, and the members need to be ready to leave in a moment's notice. Uh, a former member said this, I've got a brother-in-law who is still in the church who said, if the prophet told me to slit your throat, I would do it without even thinking about it. <laughs> That's how fucking brainwashed these people were. Okay. Okay. Definitely a group I, <laughs> I want to belong to. Wow. Oh my I know. God. I know. If I know. you were like... Hey, Candace, be my friend. In a moment of desperation, uh, you gotta I ask that guy's throat. <laughs> but trust me, it'll be worth it because when it'll you be... die, right, no. you're going to heaven. I'd be like, like yeah, that's fuck? probably not the heaven I want to be in. But right, okay, right. I know. So fast forward to three years later, obviously the world didn't end, but in 2015, mm -hmm. uh, two of his kids, Becky and Roy Jeffs, actually came out to CNN and had an interview with Lisa Ling, um, and they accused their father of molesting them when they were young, from the ages between oh. five and seven years old. Um, Becky, his daughter, said this, quoted, he realized he had so much power. And she said that he had said 
what should I do with all this power? I can do anything that I want. <sighs> I know. She said that obviously he did do whatever he wanted and he went the wrong way about it. Um, they are no longer members. Um, and unfortunately, it's sad, but Roy, his son, committed suicide in 2019. Oh, my God. I know. I know. So sad. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it's I mean, very sad. Honestly, like, what can... I mean, what do you expect? Like, <clears throat> from a family like this and knowing knowing all the inside details. Up shit. Oh, I know. I know. So sad. So sad. I know. Um, it is. It's really sad. And, I mean, obviously, he had many, uh, many children... Mm -hmm. um, he had many <laughs> children and yeah, it's definitely very sad, but you know, today, like I said, he still leads the church from jail, um, <sighs> from prison and an attorney for the U S department of justice said this, I like all the quotes, you know, because I feel like it puts it in real life, but yeah. he said, quoted, we have evidence to believe that he continues to direct day-to-day -day operations of the church, including mm. excommunicating individuals and directing women and children where they need to be placed within what home. So Can he's you imagine still doing your leader, his fucking your bullshit. Your leader is in jail. Your leader's in jail. And you're jail. like, this guy, this guy is a role model for us. He right. is going to show us the light and he's in jail. Jail behind fucking do bars. They, do they have an estimate of how many followers he has? Uh, from what I read, about 8,000 still follow him. I know. So sad. Idiots. So sad. So sad. Prison officials say that they suspect uh, that Warren Jeff's brothers and some of his wives will come in to visit him and they'll have like hidden recording devices like a watch or a pen mm -hmm. to capture yeah. weekly meetings and messages and then they'll take it back and they'll record it and they'll send it out you know to, oh all, of the, to all of the church and you know there are still compounds all over the country one of which is led by his brother, Seth, um, in South Dakota. And uh, Jeff is still overseeing this compound and others from prison. <sighs> oh, my God. I know. Leave these people. You, you I have know. to blame them. You have to blame them. They're fucking idiots, man. Yeah. Yeah, he is still in the prison. At, basically, he's at the Texas Department of Criminal Justice's Luis C. Powledge Unit. Long fucking name for Texas Department of Corrections, but uh, near Palestine, Texas. Um, okay. Two fun facts. I mean, I think they're kind of fun, but whatever. They're <laughs> fucked up. But uh, the. Fun. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Um, <laughs> the compound in Texas that, you know, he had and that he had built um, is now part of the Dream City Church. 
which is what kind of church? So this church is a Christian church. It was it, it is led by like a normal, you know, preacher or whatever. But Brielle Decker, the woman that I talked about prior who escaped whenever mm. she was 26, married to him at 18. Um, she was actually awarded the property in a settlement. Um, because, you know, a lot of the prior victims have sued him and sued the church. Um, <laughs> yeah. But she was awarded the compound as a settlement. And she dreamed of turning the compound into a refuge area for women and children escaping FLDS. So um, the compound is now part of the Dream City Church that she sold to. She sold that to that church. You are so obnoxious. Um, for, you know, that purpose, which I kind of, I find it very odd because, like, her story is amazing and what she does is amazing. But, like, fuck, can you imagine all the rape and all the incest and all the abuse that happened? And then you want to turn this around and make it a fucking refuge? Like, I'm yeah. sorry. That's, like, bad omen, bad energy. Like, yeah, now good is being yeah. done, but that place just needs to be burnt to the fucking ground. Agreed. Or take yeah. that money, girlfriend, and go build, <laughs> like, take the money yeah. and go build something else. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I, right? I'm also, I mean, it, it's kind of like, I don't believe in living in a house that you think is haunted. Like, no. Burn it down. Rebuild. Burn it down. Rebuild. <laughs> And you're good to go. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, another fun fact. So in 2020, a new Utah state law decriminal decriminalized polygamy, um, making it still wrong to be a polygamist in Utah, but it's now decriminalized. So instead of it being a felony charge, it's like getting a ticket, like a speeding ticket. But question okay so yeah. let's say you're a polygamist yeah you get the fine do you get to still be married yeah but not legally you can't legally be married you're only married okay. from the church right so oh, okay yeah yeah <laughs> okay interesting shitty but interesting got it very shitty but interesting but uh hmm. that my friends is uh the piece of shit warren jokes Man, I was so excited for you to do this right before Christmas, not to be an asshole, but like the whole religion thing and understanding that just because something is labeled like under God or religion religion, does not not mean that it's It's right right. um, by any means. So... I know. I think that was a fantastic story. Thanks. I I can't imagine the thousands upon thousands of people that have been affected by him. The victims. I know it literally like breaks my heart. I was reading. I can't tell you how many stories that I read or that I listened to where, you know, I, I just had to pick like five. There were so many, but it's like these Poor 
people, these poor people, like yeah. they knew something was wrong. They knew in their gut. And a lot of them knew from the time that they were children that everything that was happening within the church was so wrong, but they just could yep. not do anything about it. They couldn't. And so it, it's so depressing, but so sad. I know. And well, like to grow up and be a person who was part of it. And I'm sure there's a lot of like lingering trauma from things oh, like for this. Sure. For sure. <laughs> a lot of them though, um, you know, they are helping others still get out of the church. Um, mm -hmm. They've written books or they are in other podcasts or documentaries or whatever. So at least, you know, I would think a part of healing would be to tell your story and to help others. Oh, for sure. So at least, you know, they are doing that. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like, what's her name? Um, I'm forgetting the celebrity that came out and spoke against Scientology. Oh, and Leah Remini. Like, yeah. Yes. And she was like, they're going to destroy me even further. They're going to discredit and me. And they did. They but, tried. And, and they did. But it's like. Right. The people who speak out against it, um, whether anyone believes you or not, it's all in, in, in your efforts and right. My goodness. I mean, I think it's injustice that he wasn't charged with more. Like clearly we're dealing, oh, for we're, sure. we're talking thousands, uh, at a minimum. Well, especially hundreds, so. he, he incriminated himself with all of that evidence. Like, yeah. Why? Why was he not found guilty on hundreds of charges of rape and abuse? Or it's the fact that, I mean, on let, let's just say on average, he had 80 wives at one point in time. And then each wife, even if each wife had one child, which they had multiple. Right. Um, right. You take all of those wives that are underage, and we're still talking about dozens of yes. rape cases of underage right. women. Right. Um, and then what those kids suffered as abuse, I mean, like, it's just endless. And that's just with his wives. Like, right. Not, and his, his not even the members of the church. Right. Other people's children. Um, yeah. I know. It's, it's, it's sad. Mm hmm. I think cults I are the most fascinating because it's, it comes down to a mental manipulation against other people. It does. And the fact that you can convince people of those things, it just amazes me. It's so mind-blowing. It's not a yeah. victim blame, but it's like the fact that you are such a powerful salesperson, yep. honestly. Oh, for that sure. That you can convince people to do these heinous things is like baffling. Yep. I know. So. I know. Anyways. <laughs> Happy holidays, everyone. <laughs> Happy holidays! We are sponsored by Color Up CBD. <laughs> okay, but honestly, you guys are getting yes. this on a Tuesday. Christmas yes. is a couple days from now, so oh my god, uh, we are going to have a Christmas special for you guys. So please tune we in. Oh my um, god, you will love it. Hence, we, we're putting Krampus. in a shit ton of work. Yeah, Krampus, bitch, you better be ready. I hope you've been good yes. this year. Otherwise, he's going to yes. drag your ass to hell. So, he will. Um, <laughs> a quick thank you to our members, Justin, Annette, yes. Adrian, Nicholas, Valerie, Haley, and Angie. You guys are the best. Thank yes. you for supporting the podcast. 
We still have $5 slots available if you want to subscribe. And um, to our sponsors. Yes, to our sponsor, uh, Color Up CBD. We are sponsored by Color Up CBD. They are a natural CBD company. Um, So as you hear us talk about them all the time, we truly love their skincare. Like, truly love their skincare. I forgot my skincare this last weekend. And uh, because I was And look at her. Look at that face. It looks awful. But look at mine. This bitch is flawless. Let me finish. Let me finish. (laughs) I had to borrow Cadence's skincare. So (laughs) that way I wasn't left out. But um, anyway, uh, product of the week. My product of the week is probably the eye cream. I've been so tired the past couple of days. So I've had a couple of... uh, you know, little bags right here under yeah. And so uh yeah, the eye cream, it brightens yes. me up. I look refreshed and look I look flawless. You do. And for so, me, it's the dry season. So the yes. lip balm, oh my god. Anything moisturizing. Um We've also got a lot of messages saying people have ordered these for holiday gifts. So you yes, can use code we have Sinister Twenty. 20% off of your yes. order color up CBD. They, yes. They're great. They are. They really are. And we literally, it's like no bullshit. Not like a normal sponsor where they're like, oh, yeah. we use this and we really don't. No, we use this and I need more like vitamin C serum. Yeah. So color up CBD if you're listening. <laughs> like send it please, to me. Staff. Please send us more so we <laughs> can stay beautiful. <laughs> So, guys, stay tuned. I know it's Christmas this week, but we all need a break from our families. And who doesn't want to listen to murder (laughs) shit on Christmas? I know I want to listen to that stuff. So just tune in the rest of this week. We're going to literally have back-to-back content. Yes, you'll, you'll love it. Endless, endless. Yep. So, yep. That's it. That's all I've got. That's it. All right. All right. Bye, guys. Stay Happy sinister. holidays. Have a sinister Christmas. Peace out. Woo-hoo.